as the late, great Prince Rogers Nelson once belted out for the 1989 Batman soundtrack, all hail the new king in town. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to this new era episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Don't forget, Locked On Patriots is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And of course, we are available on all platforms, including YouTube. So smash that subscribe button, download, follow wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. Reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind because I want to know what you're thinking on X at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some love to Locked On Patriots social media style, don't forget to follow our account there at L-O underscore Patriots. And Locked On listeners, not everyone's season is over yet in the NFL. There is still some crossing of the streams going on across the Locked On Podcast Network. But this episode today is brought to you by our good friends over at Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And Pats fans, it is a new era. All hail the new king of town, as I said to open the show today. Gerard Mayo officially introduced as the 15th coach in New England Patriots franchise history. And folks, there is a ton to break down. Yesterday here on the pod, we brought you the financial impact of Gerard Mayo's hiring and what to expect for the Patriots spending habits moving forward. But today, we're going to take a look at some X's and O's and the Patriot way. And who better to navigate us through some of the changes to expect in Foxborough than our very own party man right here on Locked On Patriots, the legend himself, Thomas Murphy. Thank you for coming to me in friendship today, Don Murph. Oh, my pleasure, Michael. My pleasure. Yeah, I, I described it yesterday as, you know, uh, to, to quote the great Eddie Murphy, no relation. Um, <laughs> there's a new sheriff in town and his name is Gerard Mayo. Uh, Gerard made that abundantly clear yesterday um that this is a a new regime and he's not going to let a lot of the old ways the tried and true ways um filter into into his thinking about how to build this team and how to coach this team um he came off as as a very um player orientated coach uh there's something that we've all known about him for for quite some time and i'm here to tell you 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 can't be the man that sits on the throne and be everybody's friend Mm. you can't okay you might get through a season or so of it um on stacked ball clubs but when it comes down to it when you're talking about um eliminating silos and things of that nature at the end of the day the buck has to stop somewhere 
and he talked yesterday about not being not being a finger pointer, not not wanting the finger pointers on this team. Um, if you do things the way that you're talking about, you're going to end up pointing fingers at other people. Mm. All right. That, that's just that's just I, I've been coaching for a very long time, of course, not at that level. But um, and I think I'm well liked by by most of my players. I'm not liked by most of my players' parents because I am not a uh, an all-inclusive type of individual when it comes to opinions. Somebody has to make the decision. That's the way it is. And the way this press conference came off yesterday to me was a group of people pointing their finger at Bill Belichick in everything that's gone wrong here is because of Bill Belichick. Everything that's gone on here uh, is because of Bill Belichick, with the exception of nine trips to the Super Bowl and six victories. Mm. Bottom line, there's always going to be some degree, like you said, Murph, of finger pointing when you're bringing in a new era in New England. And we've heard that term used ad nauseum for the last 24 to 48 hours, a new era, a new day in Foxborough, refreshing, uh, you know, a change of scenery, things, all these adjectives, all these descriptive words to describe what we saw at the GP atrium at Gillette Stadium yesterday, a lot of which did have that permeation through the room. I can tell you there was an undercurrent of excitement in listening to Gerard Mayo. He absolutely is a captivating speaker. Bon Jovi is out. You too is in. It's a beautiful day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely tip of the cap to leslie there that's a youtube nod and she'll love that one i know uh but bottom line there is still a lot to be done on this team that's really the takeaway that i had from yesterday at gillette okay. stadium and watching gerard mayo saying that he's a huge believer in developing people my calling is to be a teacher is what he said um i don't like echo chambers that was a very common catchphrase i don't think there's a coach in the nfl if you're good at what you do that likes echo chamber by the way folks i don't think we had echo chambers up here in new england as much as the narratives would lead you to believe bill belichick was very open to listening to a lot of different ideas throughout the room stephen belichick has said that several times josh mcdaniels has said it several times bill o'brien talking about how open bill was in terms of hearing new ideas now Are there times where Bill probably believed he knew more than the other guys in the room? Yeah, and he probably did know more than the other guys in the room, but it doesn't mean he won't listen. Gerard is taking a lot of the same pages out of the Bill Belichick book, and he's presenting it in a new and fresh fashion. But all of this new era, new way of doing things, Murph, I think it's still the Patriot way. And forgive me if I'm wrong here, folks, but I think there's still a lot of Belichickian wisdom and counsel in what Gerard Mayo had to say yesterday. Maybe it's being presented in a different way, in a fresh way, and that may land with the players a little better, especially some of the younger players on this team. But the core of what made this team a championship contender for a quarter century, I think is still very much intact. And I think Mayo's going to make sure it is. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, he was shown a, a fantastic path to follow, um, and and I do. I, I think that that there there will be there there has always been pushback here in New England. If you think uh, it's not true, you're insane. Uh, do you do you honestly think that Charlie Weiss never pushed back on what mm-hmm. uh, what Bill had to say on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, you do you, you you mentioned Josh McDaniels. Josh and and uh, and Bill went back and forth at it uh, for years 
over um, game planning and uh, and um, you know personnel decisions. You know, in which way to go in the draft, and and but like I said before, the buck has to stop somewhere, and it's all fine and good if you want to take somebody else's opinion. I don't think Bill has ever, you know, closed his door and said, "Don't come talk to me." All mm-hmm. right, but at the end of the day, that head coach has to make that decision, and um, and uh, Gerard is he knows this. No matter what was said at that press conference yesterday, he knows that the buck is going to stop with him. And when he knows that uh, that that's the case, it's his job on the line. Mm. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, without any question. Look, that job is ultimately going to be decided, folks, on how this team performs on the field. The metric that's going to be mattered the most. And for anyone thinking that this guy is not prepared to lead this team on the field, folks, I would definitely take a second look at Gerard's resume. Right. It is extremely impressive. And we've both had this for a number of uh, right. months here on Locked On Patriots. Defense finishing in the top 10 in total defense four times since Gerard Mayo joined this staff in 2019. The first year that he was on Bill Belichick's staff, that defense finished number one, allowing 275.9 yards per game and 14.1 points allowed per game on average. When you look at the responsibilities that he had for the past five seasons, intricately involved in the defensive play calling strategy. I know Stephen Belichick was calling the plays, but Gerard was right there deciding the type of strategy that needed to be used. He was carrying out the duties of that unofficial co-defensive coordinator. So in terms of how this team operates on the field, I don't expect much of a change. No, I, I, I honestly don't. If you look at if you look back at, at this um, 2023 season, you'll see um, what was it, six, six different times that the, the Pats lost by one score. It was one score. Um, it was a one-score game. Um, this came down to execution and, um, quite frankly, pre-snap snap penalties. <laughs> this this is it was not a bright unit. Okay, um, we we've talked at, at length over over the years um, about how intricate this uh, this Patriots um, offense is and how difficult it is to pick up and. Um, it really it it's unnerving watching people get on uh, young quarterbacks for not understanding the intricacies of this offense. Um, when Bill tried to change it and go with a different um, method, um, he was dragged for it. He, uh, quite quite honestly, rightfully, because uh, he brought in people to teach it that didn't know how to teach it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, very good point. And and um, but but that goes back to you. You've heard reports that Bill O'Brien was was forced upon Bill. That, that that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Bill Bill wanted OB here a year earlier, but what he didn't, but what he couldn't do was take him away from the job that he had at Alabama. He didn't want to do that to his friend. I've said mm-hmm. it here many times that Bill wanted O'Brien here the year before, but he didn't out of respect to his, his, uh, his good buddy. And, and they brought him in last year. Things got worse and things got worse because this offensive line was worse. Bill did not uh, build the offensive line in the way that he should have, but Gerard has, has some huge uh, shoes to fill here. And what struck me the most was yesterday he didn't really have 
any kind of plan to put out there for us on the offensive side of the ball. We're still not sure who the offensive coordinator is going to be next year or what style of offense that that he was going to run. I think there is still a lot of work to be done. I think everyone would agree on that, whether you are the biggest proponent of this move or if you're still a Belichickian loyalist. I think in a lot of ways, it will be the Patriot way that continues to sustain this team. Yes, Gerard Mayo has a drastically different way of speaking to the media than Bill Belichick did. It's going to come across as more refreshing. But bottom line, and there really is no other way around this, it is going to be the lessons that Gerard Mayo learned under Bill Belichick that's going to help him be a very solid coach on the football field. And I truly believe he will be. He'll have the ear of his players. You saw a lot right. of players in that room yesterday there to support him, ex-players there to support him and talk about his prowess and what he brings to the table. You've heard players that have played alongside him several times talk about how he is a teacher of the game. This is where Gerard Mayo may be able to shine, folks. But ultimately, it's those lessons, that Patriot way of we're going to outwork you, we're going to outsmart you, and we're going to be better than you because we're going to want it more is something that I think has been a staple of this organization for 25 years. And I don't think that is going anywhere anytime soon. So for everyone who wants to label this as the new era, I think it may be a rejuvenation of the Patriot way. And that's what gives me the most confidence coming out of this press conference. And I hope it does for you as well. But Murph is absolutely right on the money. We are just scratching the surface because of all of the work that has to be done in the front offices of One Patriot Place is maybe one of the most important jobs that's still open on this team, Murph. And that is choosing a general manager. Patriots are reportedly in no hurry to hire one. Is that a mistake? Murph and I are going to discuss that point and so much more when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. A proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This next segment of Locked On Patriots is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. And Locked On listeners, sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Whether it be big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. And it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. Today, I want to say how I really feel about something. And you all out there might even be thinking about the same thing this week. And that is the emotional roller coaster of anxiety, excitement, and bittersweet feelings when it comes to the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick parting ways after 24 amazing years. And even though it's just been hours since he's officially been on the job, Gerard Mayo is already bringing a lot of excitement and anticipation to the Patriots. And I don't want to speak for all of you out there, but for me personally, it is definitely bittersweet. I'm going to miss Bill Belichick, but like all of you out there, I'm anxious and I'm excited to see what Gerard Mayo can bring to the table. And what's important to remember here, folks, is that sometimes life can imitate art, or in this case, sports. Sometimes we have so many feelings on a particular subject that from one moment to the next, we're not quite sure how to act or feel. Therapy can be different for everyone. And let's face it, most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team. It's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible, and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Locked on listeners, thank you so much for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots, spending part of your day here and making us a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. 
Thomas Murphy, our good friend, the Don of Locked On Patriots, is here with us today, breaking down Gerard Mayo's official installation as the 15th head coach in New England Patriots franchise history. Murph, in the previous segment, we talked a lot about Patriot Way and how it really is continuing, maybe in a different wrapping, a different package, a different presentation, but the core tenets of the Patriot Way, I think, are remaining intact here. And that's what gives me some optimism heading into this season with Gerard Mayo as a rookie head coach. But one thing that's concerning me is the fact that the Patriots appear to be taking a very nonchalant approach to filling the positions around Gerard Mayo. Right. You dipped upon this a little bit earlier in the segment, in the, in the podcast. You talked about no offensive coordinator direction, where that's going to go. We still don't know who the defensive coordinator is going no. to be. Gerard Mayo said yesterday, I think titles are important. Right. The New England Patriots are not going to go into 2024 without a designated offensive coordinator yep. and a designated defensive coordinator. You know whether the title is open, Murph? GM. Right. When you look at the structure and you look at the manner in which the Patriots seem to be assembling their crew to build this 2024 roster, are you surprised right. by this strategy? And are you as concerned about this as I am? I, I'm more concerned than you are. I don't. I don't care how concerned mm. you are. I am more concerned about this than um, than you or anybody watching out there. Um, this drives me crazy. All right. Um, to begin with, I thought the GM should have been hired before the coach. All right. Mm. Any GM brought in should be able to uh, to pick their head coach uh, for no other reason than to eliminate the excuse that this wasn't my guy. I never picked this guy. Three years from now, that's there's your finger pointing right there. I didn't pick this guy. Go let me get the coach that I want. We heard it this year, trickling out from uh, from that uh, um, Bill O'Brien was upset that he wasn't allowed to pick his people and bring them in here. Um, they, it goes in the same way. As much as we're all talking about the draft right now, um, it's even more imperative, I think, to have a, a GM there during free agency. We all know free agency comes before the draft, people. Uh, so let's get our ducks in a row here. Who's, whose duck are we following? Uh, I don't know. But I, I can tell you right now, it sure as hell better not be Jonathan Kraft. And I think that conversation Where that was we Jonathan yesterday? have both. Uh, handling uh, official family business. Yeah. You know? Jonathan is basically like Tom Hagen right now. I yeah. think we can say, you know, not a wartime console yet. He only handles specific aspects of the family. There business. you go. You know, Beautiful. then he grabs his briefcase and he leaves while the Don takes care of business That's and it. brings in Johnny Ola. Look, bottom line, folks, I think it's an interesting development that the New England Patriots right now are talking about using the guys that they have in-house to yep. really craft this free agency push, this draft push. Um, Gerard said yesterday that he believes in the scouting department. He thinks the scouting department is doing a very good job. The two guys that really spearhead that scouting department are Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh. Now, Murph, it's interesting that Matt Groh continues to be mentioned because we've talked about Belichick loyalists. Matt is still very much in the room when it comes to yep. collegiate scouting, and he's been a big a proponent and a big force behind the last couple of drafts. But Elliot Wolf, I still think, is a name to watch. We all know about the pedigree and we all know about his father and what he did for the Green right. Bay Packers. Uh, Ron Wolf was a tremendous executive, brought them to a Super Bowl. Oh my God. Um, so there is the pedigree there. But 
don't sleep on what Elliott is able to do either. He's been able to work for teams like the Green Bay Packers, the Cleveland Browns. There was a time there where he was almost considered a foregone conclusion for the Detroit Lions general manager right. position. Packers didn't allow him to interview for that. They wanted to keep him in-house, but eventually... You know, Wolf had to go and he had to spread his wings. And since 20, since 2022, he's been here with the Patriots, served as director of scouting. He's the yep. first person in Patriots history to hold that title under right. Bill Belichick here in this organization. So intricately involved in a lot of different player personnel consultation um, right alongside Matt Grow, maybe even in an equal capacity at times. He could be a rising star. I'd be comfortable putting him in place, but... At the same time, if that's going to be your guy, why not make it official? It just right. the timing of this just seems off. To right. Um, it, it, it's I found very disturbing yesterday that um, that Robert Kraft came out and said when talking about this subject, well, we're still getting to know the people that are in the building. These people have been in the building for a long time, Robert. <laughs> you don't know them. Come on in, have a cup of coffee. Let's talk. You know, let's have a sit down. You know, it's a, that that really that that really bothered me. It's still a concentrated effort. The 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 new way of doing things that they're they're talking about is all being done by people that that have done things in only one way for a very long time. Um, I want somebody from outside coming in here. Um, somebody that. Uh, that Mayo will be able to work with as, you know, as an equal, but somebody that, um, that knows, knows the, the scouting game that knows the, uh, the, um, the intricacies of free agency and who to bring in here to, to reshape this offense into, into something new. Um, mm. we all have an, all have issues with the amount of points scored, uh, last season. Uh, we talked about it earlier as to why I think, you know, that didn't really happen, but I, I'm still, I am still stuck on Dallas Cowboys vice president of player personnel, Will McClay, to come in here and write this ship when it comes to finding the right offensive personnel and into bringing back the defensive personnel that um, we could be, could see leaving this organization for uh, a little uh, Georgia peach tree schnapps. <laughs> yeah, I think you bring up an interesting point. I'm glad you mentioned McClay again, because I've been getting a lot of DMs uh, from you mentioning him in last week's show about the opportunity or the potential yep. for him coming in. What we're hearing out of Cowboys camp is that McClay is going to be staying put in Dallas. Right. But again, it comes down to the New England Patriots needing to make sure that this offseason is not just about rolling out a new head coach. There right. have to be improvements. You have to nail this draft, and you have to nail pretty much every pick. You have to be able to bring in the type of free agents, external free agents that you want to build the culture here and retain the ones that are going to allow you to keep what you've built here for 25 years, most of which is not so bad, folks, despite of what right. you're hearing out there. There's still a lot of good to build on that Bill Belichick left here for Gerard Mayo to pick up and build upon that foundation. Miguel joined us yesterday here, Murph. A little over $69 million projected yep. in salary cap space. You got the number three pick in the draft. You've got free agents, external and internal, that you have to convince and play under Gerard Mayo. Right. These are all things that have to be done meticulously and they have to be done correctly. Or what you saw yesterday at G Atrium in New England is not going to matter one nope. bit 
that this team is still on the outside looking in of a playoff spot one year later. So bottom line, a lot of problems to solve, and the New England Patriots need serious people to solve them. Maybe they've got that in place right now. Time will tell, my friend. But one thing we haven't discussed yet here about yesterday's introduction was maybe a little more transparency than we've seen in years past. Or is it, folks? Is it? Murph and I are going to talk about some of the pearls of wisdom and nuggets of information dropped by the new HC of the NEP, especially when it comes to the 2024 NFL Draft, when this episode of the Lockdown Patriots podcast wraps up right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown listeners, at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What is the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team, help you do it faster, and here's the best part, folks, they help you do it for free. Because LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have so many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. Don't delay. Do it today. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Lockdown listeners, we've all been there. You want tickets to the big game or your favorite musical artist, but you just can't seem to find an easy and affordable way to do it. Well, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And game time's all-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without all those hidden fees. They're actually obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. And that includes zone deals, where you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem the code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots, making us a part of your daily New England Patriots coverage. I am joined, as always, by the godfather here on Locked On Patriots, my good friend, Don Thomas I, Thomas Murphy. Murph, we've talked about a lot of different angles of Gerard Mayo's introduction as the 15th head coach in New England Patriots history. Yep. We've talked about the changes potentially on the field, in personnel, what Mayo's voice is going to be able to do to this franchise and how he may be able to reach players 
in ways that maybe they haven't been reached before for any reason, for better or for worse. But one thing that continues to be the overwhelming narrative about Gerard Mayo now being the head coach here is that all of a sudden we're going to get more insight into the team than we've ever had before. And I'm speaking as a member of the media. I'm playing devil's advocate here. That's the general consensus. I don't buy into that at all. I actually think that Gerard Mayo is going to give you similar information, but I just think he's going to do it in a different package. And I'm led to an interview that he gave with Steve Burton. And I know Gerard sat down with a number of my colleagues in the media yesterday and gave one-on-ones. I encourage you to check them all out. I think they're all great. But Steve's really stood out above the rest. Steve Burton is truly one of the goats in this business, folks. Steve asked him the question about the draft. And we know the draft is a big subject, big topic of concern for Patriots fans. And he asked him what his intentions are going to be. Gerard came back, and this is a quote verbatim from Gerard Mayo now. We are going to draft the best player for a position that is very important. You put the pieces together. But in all seriousness, we have a good opportunity in the draft, and I think our scouting department is pretty good. Most of the narratives that you're reading from that quote seem to indicate, Murph, that this was Gerard Mayo's way of saying, we're taking a quarterback in round one. We're going to take him with one of those top three picks, and everybody's running to the cash-out window. They're running to place their bets Mm -hmm. on this right now because they think it's a sure thing. I don't think this is quite the hand tip that it's being made out to be. I think this message had had a level of coyness to it. What's your take on this? Do you think what you heard yesterday from Gerard Mayo to Steve Burton of WBZ changes the Patriots draft strategy at all here? Um, no. Uh, what what might change the the Patriots draft strategy is is um, who we were talking about earlier in Elliot Wolf. Now Elliot Wolf is coming here from uh, Green Bay where they have a get the next quarterback mentality and they've done a pretty good job with that. Now what I think Gerard did yesterday was was put on notice everybody who's drafting behind the Patriots that yeah that that number three quarterback or the number two quarterback could be gone. So mm. come at me. Come on. Mm. Come at me. You want you want <laughs> one of these guys? Come at me. Give me your best freaking shot. You know, put your best package down. Slap it down on the table and let's let's go to work. Um, mm-hmm. I still believe that um, Gerard and everybody in that building is going to be smart enough to see what happened over the last two years and see that this offensive line still needs work, um, still needs people that that want to go out there and and actually slam heads with people, um, not just collect a paycheck and ask for a, a pay raise. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, it, it starts from the inside out. Bill took care of the guard situation over the last two, three years, and I think has done a pretty good job with that, um, no matter what you think of Cole Strange. Cole Strange is a very good football player, mm-hmm. and you could see when he was not in the lineup this no year arguments. how poorly yeah. this offensive line functioned, okay, mm-hmm. because Mafi just wasn't ready. There, there, there wasn't that next guy. And that's where the depth has to come from. But no, I still believe that that they will stay this course, build this offensive line, and use this draft to do that. Now, uh, I told Mike a story the other day where where um, where I did a mock draft where I traded down, you know, just one spot and then one spot more and one spot more, and I ended up with seven top 100 picks, you know, as opposed to three of them. 
All right. Now, how 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 much? And I still got the guy I wanted. Alt is the pick. Um, <laughs> and I still got the guy that I wanted at six. Um, so th- th- there are things to do. They don't don't think just because of what Gerard said yesterday that that means that they're going to go out and take the quarterback. For me, right now, if you're not trading up to get the guy that you think is the guy, you can't just sit there and wait to see who falls to you. All of these elements have to factor into your decision. But what the Patriots also need to do is be very savvy with what the two teams ahead of them right now are going to do, Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. You have to be sure that either they're both going all in on quarterbacks or if they're not, then all of a sudden it eliminates at least one of those guys off the list. So you have to be very mindful of where they're going. We're hearing reports out of Chicago that they may be willing to run it back with Justin Fields. It could be posturing. It could be they're playing games with the other guys as well. New England is not the only one that plays games with others, folks. I assure you, it happens in all 32 NFL teams. Just so happens that the Patriots have been very good about it over the course of the last couple of decades. Going to have to maintain that same type of inquisitive attitude and that Mm -hmm. inquisitive nature that seemed to put the Patriots a step ahead when it came to knowing what other teams were going to do. And anyone says that Bill lost his touch with that last year, just take a look at what they did with Christian Gonzalez and making trades and being able to maneuver your way around a draft board. Oh, my God. Folks, they were able to do it then. Maybe some of the personnel that Bill picked out had not picked, and I think that's a valid criticism of him. But bottom line, you need to keep that same type of approach in the room, and maybe that's why, Murph, they're choosing to run it back with guys like Elliot Wolf, True. with guys like Matt Groh right now, because there is precedent for such an NFL strategy. Our good friend Bob Sosi pointed this out last week and said that Buffalo Bills, when they brought in Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, they kept their scouting department in place until right around the draft and after the draft to bring in Brandon Bean to kind of bring it all together. So, folks, I'm not saying that bringing in the new regime after the draft is the smart move but there is precedent for it. So ultimately, Murph, it is a new beginning in Foxborough. To take a quote from Semisonic to bring us home today, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. We are now ready to enter that next phase under the 15th head coach in franchise history, Gerard Mayo. A tip of the cap to Gerard and best of luck to him. It's a big job. But I think we got a capable guy in that seat right we now do. that's going to give you everything he's got. He will do the best job he possibly can. And at the end of the day, folks, that's, that's all you can ask for. And you know that's who else does the best job he can each and every day here? My good friend, right over on this side of the screen, always bringing the wisdom, the counsel, and the opinions the way only he can bring them. And, folks, we love him for it. That's why we keep bringing him back. Murph, what can I say? I thank you, Don Murph, for coming money. to me in friendship today. Well, but yeah, trying to pay down that vig, right, Murph? Uh, but go. in any case, but we always appreciate you coming on. Before I let you go, please let everyone know where they can reach out to you, where they can interact with you, and what we can expect from the great pen, the great voice of Thomas Murphy in the coming days. Well, you know, uh, you can find all my my writing and musings over there at Boston, diehard Boston sports fans. You can follow me on Zitter X, whatever you want to call it, at Teamurf207. I'm always always around. Uh, I, I love interacting with all of you. Drop your uh, your comments there. Uh, let us know if you have any questions for an upcoming mailbag show, and uh, and we'll get to them. Um, until then, you know, I, I I might be back here, you know, Saturday. You never know. 
It's I'm, possible. Murph has an open invite, folks. He has an embroidered chair, a director's chair, whenever he wants it. And you know what? If he stops by the studio, we're going to record it because it's always going to be entertaining and informing. You can't ask for anything better than that. And, Bud, we always look forward to having you back. But in the meantime, on behalf of my best good friend right here, Thomas Murphy, I'm Mike DeBate, reminding you all to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked on Patriot.